Hello, and welcome to another special episode of Around Farm Progress. It's Farmgate Friday. This series looks at current events affecting key agriculture commodities, and more specifically, what they mean for your farm. I'm your host, Rachel Schutte, here along with Jacqueline Holland, our Farm Futures Grain Market Analyst. Today's hot topic revolves around inflation. Yearly farm production expenses rose over 10% since 2021. The January 2023 Farm Futures Grower Survey found that inflation over the past couple years has resulted in 63% of farmers not being able to operate as desired. However, it seems we might be at a turning point. The latest consumer price index showed U.S. inflation eased in March to the lowest level in nearly two years. Overall, the rate of inflation is going down. But is that good or bad for farmers? Jackie, thanks for joining us to share your expertise around the topic of inflation. In March, the Consumer Price Index rose just 0.1%, which is the smallest increase since August of 2021. What exactly does that mean? So that means that these high prices that we've really been stuck with in the pandemic era, prices are still high, but they're not increasing as quickly as they have been over the past year and really the past couple years. So yes, everything is still expensive, but it's not getting more expensive as quickly as it was before. So it sounds like we might be at a turning point. Yeah, it really looks that way. And this is really important to farmers because commodity prices are a leading indicator of inflation. You know, I'm sure everybody remembers when prices just started shooting up in August of 2020. With the benefit of hindsight, we now know that that price increase was actually a signal for inflation. The reason why we see this relationship between commodities and inflation is for two key reasons that essentially have to do with time and distance. So the first reason with regards to time, commodity prices react really rapidly to economic shocks. And secondly, with regard to distance, because grains and oil seeds are that first link in the supply chain, they're the first one to start passing on those rising costs down to every subsequent party in the value chain. So when we think about economic basics, we think about inelastic and elastic commodities. Can you talk more about where grain falls and why people might want to invest more in grain markets? Yes, because commodities are food and we need food daily to maintain life. You know, if you think of inelastic being like insulin, you need it to continue living. That should tell you that the inelastic nature makes these commodities more price responsive. And because of that, it really serves as a hedge against inflation. So that means when we see higher inflation, we're going to see a lot of outside investors like hedge funds and speculators park some of their money in commodities because of the inelastic nature of commodities. 
these hedge fund managers are able to offset their losses in other sectors of the economy due to inflation. So just like we as farmers might be storing our grain to see what markets are going to do, hedge funds might park their money in commodities if they think inflation might be coming to see what the markets might do. Yeah, that's actually a really brilliant analogy for it. You know, there's different ways you can sell your crop to optimize how much money you get off of it. You can either sell it at harvest, you can store it and sell it at different times. So, yeah, this is exactly taking into account, you know, maybe market weakness at a certain time and hedging your bets to still earn good returns when the markets are bad. So this is exactly what's happening. You know, what we've seen over the last couple of years. So let's move into the heart of this podcast. Why does this topic matter to farmers? We know that inflation has been a bit of a double-edged sword. We've seen grain prices at very high price points, which lead to great profit opportunities. But on the other side of that, we've also seen a large uptick in input costs for fertilizer, chemicals, seed. Can you talk more about what this inflation rate change might mean for farmers? So with the lower CPI inflation rate that we saw in March, that suggests some of these inflationary pressures are backing off. On the one hand, we've seen per acre nitrogen costs for 200 bushel per acre corn grown in Illinois come down anywhere between $20 to $55 an acre. That's huge. In total, NPK prices for corn in Illinois are 17 to 26 percent lower than a year ago, which is great. I mean, we saw these prices rise so rapidly in between 2021 and 2022. This definitely gives farmers some breathing room on the cost side of their profit equation. However, with this lower inflation, that means that hedge funds are going to be more likely to pull their money out of ag, which will drive ag prices lower. That means that we're going to see lower corn, soybean, wheat futures prices, especially wheat prices, because wheat is much more susceptible to inflationary pressures due to its global nature. And it just means that tighter profit margins are definitely more likely in 2023, much more so than we've seen in the last couple of years, especially in the absence of any further government support. But it is important to note, yes, that sounds really scary. But crop budgets for the 2023 growing season are still very profitable. Looking at today's new crop corn and soybean prices and using Purdue University's crop budgets, I estimate that annual returns to land in the I states for corn and soybeans still sit at 23% and 21% respectively. That's really impressive because since 1957, The S&P 500 index, it's only averaged an annual return rate of 10.15% per year. So it's a little tighter, but still manageable. Looking into the future, we know that the Fed's target rate is 2%. They've been raising interest rates to try to get down to that 2%. Do you think we will achieve that anytime soon? I think. You know, there's a lot of economists that are really worried about something called sticky inflation. 
which means that sticky inflation is like more pressure from rising prices from the core bundle of goods that doesn't include food and energy. So things like housing prices, automobile prices, furniture, anything of that nature. We've been hearing a lot of comments from Federal Reserve officials over the last couple days that they are expecting to keep increasing interest rates further than what they had originally planned, just because we're not seeing these high inflationary pressures cool off as quickly as the Fed would like. So as farmers, that means higher interest rates for buying equipment, new land purchases. Even if inflation is starting to cool off, those things might not come down as quickly as we'd like. Exactly. And if you're, you know, a younger grower, especially if you don't have access to really healthy working capital reserves, this kind of environment makes it more difficult for you to be operating. Because borrowing costs are increasing, it's going to be harder to get these loans. Bankers are going to be a little bit more picky about the requirements they want to see. And it also means less cash flow because we're seeing those lower commodity prices. And that's going to mean less income that could slow down some farmers' expansion plans. Now, at the beginning of the podcast, you touched a bit on how hedge funds use commodities as a way to protect their assets. We've also heard about outside groups investing in land as a way to protect against inflation. With the cooling inflation, do we expect to see land values change or is that something that might also stick around? There's a lot of speculation about this right now. And that's a really good question. You know, if you kind of look at the linear flow of some of these concepts, you know, you would look at higher interest rates, lower cash flows, and you would say, oh, yeah, there's not going to be the money to pay for these outrageous land sales. That's going to cool demand and bring some of these prices down. That said, I also just kind of penciled out that corn and soybean returns are still really strong. They're still performing better than the S&P 500. So I don't know if that's necessarily going to take a lot of the outside investment funds out of the land market in the heartland. But we know that the lower cash returns means that there's going to be less money to pay for land. And that trickles down really easily into, at the very least, kind of flatline land traces for a while. It's not a guarantee, and there's a myriad of other economic factors that influence land prices. But I think the really big thing to remember is that this is an increasing risk, especially as we start to see more and more of these recession forecasts coming down the pipe. As we summarize what we've discussed here today, it sounds like some of the main takeaways are inflation obviously is still affecting farmers. This is a time where it's very important to be looking at crop budgets, overall farm budgets, to see how we can manage our margins and pricing opportunities to ensure profit. What other takeaways would you suggest for farmers? Interest rate risk is still a very prominent concern in the economy. And, you know, just because we see these prices cooling off doesn't necessarily mean that farmers are out of the clear. 
there's still going to be a lot of cash management, a lot of expense management that farmers really need to be strategic about to make sure that they don't get caught on the wrong side of the inflation double-edged sword. There's no doubt inflation remains top of mind for many producers. A special thanks goes out to Farm Futures Market Analyst Jacqueline Holland for providing an explanation of the current economic landscape and where inflation stands. If you don't want to miss what we're talking about here at Around Farm Progress, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and more. And if you have a smart speaker, all you have to do is tell it to listen to Around Farm Progress to hear the latest episode. To get more market insights from Jackie and the Farm Futures team, subscribe to our free Farm Futures daily newsletters sent every weekday, morning, and afternoon. And you can always follow along with us online at farmfutures.com. Join us next time as we continue our journey around farm progress. I'm Rachel Schutte, and thanks for listening.